Hey, Life Church, this is Pastor Mike here. So glad that you're able to be with us. Wasn't that a great worship time together that we had? I, I really hope that you're able to engage with our worship times together and allow the Holy Spirit to touch your heart. That's really what we're after here. It's not just to have something really nice to be able to show you, but, but more that we'll be able to connect with one another in a spiritual way as we connect with the Holy Spirit in our worship time. And, and I, I hope that you're also in a more of a receiving mode here as well. I wanna jump right into our new sermon series. Uh, but before I do, I just have to put this on here. I, I hope you don't mind. I just need to put on this sweater, kind of clothe myself with it. And uh, gotta make sure I get it all done right so that people won't think, oh boy, why can't he dress himself? But we are starting a brand new sermon series called Live Well. And it's, uh, it's really it's exploring values that will help us to live well. Values like honor and honesty and generosity and maybe wisdom and humility, faith. It's going to be a good time. But today we're going to be uh, looking at the word kindness the value of kindness and what the Bible has to say about kindness. And I hope that you're really going to enjoy this. Um, today, there's sort of three areas we want to look at. God's revealed kindness. First of all, God is kind. And it, it's related to his goodness. His goodness is more about who he is. And his kindness is more about what he does about it. Okay, so we know that God is good, but he's kind and he demonstrates his goodness through his kindness. He reveals his kindness. We're also going to be talking about the believer's outfit. That's why I put this sweater on right in front of you. And uh, also we'll be talking about rewards. And so it's going to be a good morning here. I'm going to try to make this as clear and as helpful as possible, but we'll trust that the Holy Spirit will really impact your life and mine together. Now, I'm going to pray because that's what we really want to do is, is demonstrate and show our dependence on the Lord in this, okay? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you are. Lord, we declare you are a good Father, and you've shown us your kindness. And I pray, Lord, that it will be a revelation to us this morning how good and kind you are in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to encourage you. Say it out loud, will you please? Amen. So be it. Yeah, you know the golden rule, right? Well, it's in the Bible. And uh, I've got it in two different translations because I like the first half in one translation and I like the second half in another translation. I don't do that very often. Uh, but here it is in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. So whatever you wish that others would do to, do to you, do also to them. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So all the Old Testament, the essence is that we should operate in the golden rule. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. And first off, we want to start with God and how good God is. 
and talk about God's revealed kindness. And in Titus chapter 3 and verse 4, it says this, When God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. Look at the goodness of God. Look at the kindness of God. What he did, he, he took us and rescued us, not because we deserved it, but he rescued us because of his love and his grace. And his, he revealed his kindness to us by saving us, giving us his mercy, washing away our sins, and giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. I say that's a wow. God has given us new life. He's washed away our sins. If anyone will receive him, he will give them, us, the power, the authority, the ability to become the daughters and sons of God. And you and I, we can become godly because of what Jesus did for us. He saved us, he washed away our sins, and gave us new life through the Holy Spirit. That is the demonstration of the kindness of God. Now, this verse in Romans chapter 2 is really uh, amazing to me. It says this, Don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient that God is with you? And he goes on to say, Can't you see that it's his kindness? It is intended to turn you away from your sin. Now, that's interesting He's talking about kindness, and yet he wants us to change. God loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. Isn't that right? And this turning away from sin, this repentance, it's always sort of comes across as a bit of a harsh word. But I really felt as I was preparing this message that there's a, another way of looking at the issue and the, the idea of repentance. And that is this, God is setting you and I up for success. When his kindness leads us to repent, he's setting us up so that we will not fall because the wages of sin is death. The results of sin is destruction. And so if we will turn away from sin, we'll be set up for success. The kind of life and lifestyle that we actually want is all focused on our repentance, and it's God, God's kindness that leads us there. What a wonderful thing. It's God's kindness that sets us up for success. So this is God's uh, revealed kindness, right? So the second point is this. What are you wearing, okay? What are you wearing? In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12, it says this, Since God chose you, to be the holy people that he loves. God picked you. God chose you. You must clothe yourself. Put on these clothes. Put it on. Clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So what we do is we take the kindness of God and we kind of put it on. And we live our life expressing God's kindness that was revealed to us in our salvation. And now we can express that kindness, the kindness of God. We can express it to others. We can clothe ourselves 
in God's kindness. Oh, feels so good. Now, there's some insight here in Ephesians I wanted to share with you. Uh, it says this, and it's a commandment. It's an imperative. It says, be kind to each other. It says, be kind. And I, I was talking with uh, one of my grandkids the other day, and, and I, I said, you know, you, you need to apologize. He says, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I don't feel sorry. I said, it's not about how you feel. It's about doing the right thing. And, you know, kindness, sometimes we don't always feel the, the kind of uh, positive emotions, but we can still express kindness. We'll be talking a little bit more about that as we go along here. But the, the, the insight that I felt is that uh, it goes on to say this, be kind to each other, tender-hearted. And so we need to have a tender heart to foster a heart of tenderness. You know, in these days with all the, the conversations and the, the disarray and the politics and the COVID and there's people taking sides, whether, you know, you should wear masks or not, whether you should gather or not. And, you know, people, all kinds of strong, strong ideas. But I want to ask you, I want to appeal to anyone listening, to anyone who will listen, that we need to be tender hearted toward one another. I'm just pausing. That's like the old word in the Psalms that says Selah. Stop and think about that. We need to be tender-hearted. How do we get there? Okay, so here we have the uh, we have the the doing with the be kind to one another. We have the motivation, which is a tender heart, and then we have the foundation of that tender heart. It goes on to say this: forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. If I can forgive those who are harsh toward me, if I can forgive those who maybe put me down or do whatever, if I can forgive people, I can have a tender heart toward them. If I can't, if I have bitterness in my heart, that's not going to cut it. I will not have a tender heart. Then I, how can I be kind? So here's the foundation. It's forgiving others, which leads to a tender heart, an open heart, and then we can be kind one to another. I thought that was really helpful for me anyway. I hope that's helpful for you. Now, it goes on to say in 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul's talking about himself, but I think that this is something that can also help us with our value system here. It says, we prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness. We prove ourselves, we approve ourselves, we authorize ourselves, we identify ourselves with kindness. You know, you know, when we want to look up to people, these are the kind of people that we need to look up to purity, understanding, patience, kindness. You know, there's other values that the world has. You know, people that are really strong and very talented and very passionate and have money and have success. Nothing particularly wrong with any of those things. But that isn't what brings us proof or approval. It's these other different kinds of values that God is after. He's after our heart. All the world's knowledge can make a man smart, but the difference is made 
in the heart. So God has revealed his kindness to us. And we can put on kindness like a garment. We can, we can walk in kindness if we'll be forgiving, tender-hearted, be merciful. We can be kind even to our enemies. And that brings me to the third point here. And that is that uh, God wants to give us rewards. And there's rewards associated with kindness. Luke chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus said this, Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. And then your reward will be very great. Now, I, I looked this up, did some research, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. Because I don't often think about rewards. I, I think about God being pleased with me, but I don't often think about rewards. But I think we should. And I don't talk too much about rewards, and maybe I should speak more of it. But Jesus said you will have great reward by doing good even to your enemies. And this reward, it says it will be great. And that is, listen to the meaning. To have weight, to force, intensity, big, continuance, and repetition. That's all the different parts of the meaning of this word great. I'd like a reward like that, that had weight, that had force, that was intense, that was big, that had continuance and repetition, just continuing to happen, the rewarded life. Wow, I'd love to have that, wouldn't you? God's heart for that is that we will love our enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Now, all of these three uh, scriptures that have to do with rewards also have to do with generosity, to lend without expecting. Matthew chapter 10, he says, even if you give a cup of cold water to the least of these my followers, you will truly be rewarded. Jesus said that. If you just help somebody as a fellow believer, as someone who's a Christ follower, help them along their way in any way, even giving them just a cup of water, that you will certainly be rewarded. And in Philippians, Paul is talking about giving and tithing and supporting ministry. And I just want to talk to you about this as your pastor. Uh, we, we, we do have our own needs, but that is not our motivation for asking you to be faithful with your tithes and your offerings. Here it is in Philippians 4. Paul says this, I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. And as you and I give our tithes and offerings to support ministry, you know what? That's a good thing. And the Bible says that there we will receive a reward for that kindness. Sometimes I look at it as a duty, to be honest. And it is a duty. However, I think what's really important is for us to know that there is also a reward for our kindness. You know, I hope that you've been enjoying this. And if this is the kind of lifestyle that you want to have, and you want to be a Christ follower in order to be able to really function in this, you know, that's the best way to do it is to receive God's kindness and then give it away. Receive God's revealed kindness. If you've never received Christ, I'm going to let Pastor Matt and Tanya pray with you after this message, okay? 
I want to encourage you to not only listen, not only think it's a pretty good thing, because I believe I've convinced you, <laughs> but we need to make this a, a, an, out, an outliving, a living out of our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, there was a famous uh, preacher. He and his brother wrote a lot of hymns. Uh, you might be familiar with some of them, but his name is John Wesley. And I want to close with this quote from John Wesley, and then I'm going to be turning it over to Pastor Matt and Tanya. John Wesley said this, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Let's be kind one to another. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you once again. I really appreciate you listening to this. Let's turn it over now to Pastors Tanya and Matt.